my. No my. Hi there, my. Welcome to Two Tudu Podcast with your host, and Grave Kilda. Yes, that's right. That's right. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, we would have just finished um, the episode with Wheels Madurox himself, Mr. Stay Slow Max, and now we're here with one hell of a mana wahine. Let me give you the download. Not only is she a fantastic singer, both, uh, you know, quite privately, but also publicly too. She's also an actress, a theatre professional. She's, um, if you need her, uh, if you need a brown, she'll be around. And of course, she's one of the uh, up and coming teachers, up and coming, uh, I guess, I don't know, lawyers or anything that you can think of like that. But most of all, she's one heck of a human being. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, give it up for Honey Berryman. Kia ora, kia ora. Kia ora, kia ora. I'm not going to lie, that uh, that intro gave me pure serotonin just then. <laughs> it was so good hearing it in person. And, and, and that's what we like to do. That's what we like to do. Thank <laughs> you for that. Thank no you. No worries, no worries. How you doing? How you doing? Pretty good, not going to lie. This is um, this is quite nerve-wracking because I know what you do on this podcast <laughs> and I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just waiting patiently. Waiting patiently? Mm-hmm. Well, then let's uh, not keep you waiting. <laughs> um, so, honey, uh, this is your time to shine. Um, let the people know ko wai koe, no koe, anything that you do, anything at all. Okay, we'll start off with the Māori thing to do. Koto piri te maunga, ko wai kato te awa, ko wai kato te iwi, uh, ko te kauri tō kutūranga waiwai, uh, ko whawhākia te hapū, ko hinerangi Māori Berryman tōku ingoa, but also known as Honey. Um, yes, as you heard, I reign from the mighty Waikato. But also one that um, not much people know is I'm actually from Tuwharetua as well. So my maunga over there was Tongariro. Um, oh. Yes, my, my grandmother on my dad's side, she she reigns from those ways. So, you know, it's only right to just mention that taha of mm. mine. Um, just giving, you know, giving mana to both sides of my iwi. <laughs> kia ora, kia ora, as you must. Very yes. mildly of you. Tēnā koe, tēnā koe. What else? Um, anything that you do, like what's your mahi, your studies, your, mm. your you know, your passions. passions. Kia ora. Uh, mm, kia ora. I'm a jack of all trades, I think, um, mm-hmm. you know. Or, or you could say I'm a, I'm a bit of a tirairaka. I jump around because, to be honest, Fano, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just to try it out. If it's cool, it's mm. cool. If it's not, oh well. Kawhai, kawhai, kia ora, the jack of all trades, the tirairaka, um, mm. or to trade. He tradey tirairaka, kawhai. All right, well, um, like with anything, we uh, shall start at the start um, and mm. talk about where did um, Honey Berryman, at least as a person, not physically, where did this person come from? Mm. Where did these traits that a honey holds right now mm. um, come from? Well, deep in the wombland of Aye. my mother. Hi, <laughs> Kelda. I'm so sorry. I, I saw an opportunity from TikTok and I had to use it. <laughs> Yum, the wombland. The wombland. The kainga. <laughs> For me, I, I kind of expand that environment by just moving around a lot and finding a lot of different people to uh, to cater to this growing curiosity of mine. Mm. And hence, I am doing many, many projects such as art, uh, kapahaka, singing, theatre, um, whilst also doing a bit of research in the Māori space with um, a job that shall not be named for legal purposes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Damn. All right. Well... <laughs> 
well, while you're talking about art, you have a real affinity for the arts. And um, I want to, maybe not many of you know, but um, this one here is actually quite the artist when it comes to painting. Uh, as um, I'll put a photo, there'll be, Steen, there'll be a photo here <laughs> of what you need to show. Perfect. Um, yeah, you're, you're quite the artist when it comes to paint. Now, have you always been that artist or has it just come to you like moth to a flame? No, I, I honestly, if you look at all my old stuff, you'd think the, the, that it's not the same person who created that masterpiece as you would. Mm. But I, I, I would say that I actually sucked during uh, my intermediate days when I was a child, of course. But um, I actually give it to my kayako, Pat Takoko, if you're watching mm -hmm. or listening. Um, he really helped me, you know, hone in on the skill because I was quite a indecisive, uh, unconfident person during high school as well. So anything that I did, if it wasn't um, good enough straight away, I would always give up. You mm. know, I would always put it to the side. And then he would always come along and just grab it and put it back in front of me and goes, finish this. And just ever since then, I've just been like, okay, <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Um, so yeah, I kind of give it to him a bit for, for this passion of mine growing. And because he also offered more advice on how I could adapt certain styles using brushes and pencils and all different mediums of art as well. Mm. So yeah, if you ever want to learn how to draw, I'm sure he could teach you. Oh boy. So what kind of art are you interested in doing? And like, to, just to explain to people out there that haven't had the ability to see your art. Mm, mm. So I, I mainly do like quite traditional Māori kind of art. So kōru... Um, ko fai fai. At, the at the moment I'm doing a lot of mokokaiwai and mataora stuff um, that's going on these circle pieces that I created so I just one time we did this art exhibition for university um, it was a fundraiser for hunga taura <laughs> which I was lucky enough to nice. be a part of yes yes, yes great, great time um, <laughs> and it was it was just a moment where I saw the canvas and was like why not you know it was a very why not moment mm. but I also dabble in like watercolor, um, acrylics, tried oil painting, don't do oil painting. Um, <laughs> and also just kind of realism stuff. And yeah, I just, I, once again, I just dabble in anything that I can. And if I'm good at it, I'll, I'll carry on. And what kind of art do you aspire to make in the future? Like, is there any, any pieces that, or pieces of knowledge that you can share to us before you make this art oh, piece? Oh yes, before I become the Māori Da Vinci. <laughs> Kia ora. <laughs> no, no, no. I shouldn't say Tafiniti. that. <laughs> I don't do a lot of art. Like art is just a hobby at the moment because I'm, I'm doing so many things. But I'd love to spend like at least a couple of years just kind of going, you know, developing more into this stuff. But I really love the circle idea. And um, this is actually kind of an inside scoop. So I haven't really told anyone else about this other than Wadi, my lovely partner. Um I'm hoping to do a Maramataka series. So from all the moon phases, having every every moon phase within like a different circle piece. Mm. And the whole kind of idea of it was that I was going to like sell them individually just as normal pieces. And then as soon as they're out there, then I'll post about how if you've, if you've purchased these pieces, just to let you know, at the back of it is a number, and on that number is this certain maramataka, and just kind of being like a little Easter egg kind of thing out there, so that mm. like they're buying it just because they like my stuff and supporting me, but little do they know it's about like it's a part of a bigger picture idea that I have for the maramataka. So it was 
Yes, thinking of doing something like that. But I'm not um, <laughs> have the free time to do such <laughs> such yeah. activities. So yeah, but that's that's something that I'm aspiring to be like have a piece just centered around Te Ao Māori and what mm. we do. Mm. Oh, oh. And uh, you, you, you said that you don't have the free time to. Um, so what is taking up that free time? Life. Um, Life. <laughs> I, I, no. Uh, I'm very much a person who's, who's hard at saying no. <laughs> oh, rubber arm. <laughs> so I'm I'm really sticking to that. If you need a brown, I'm around. Kind of doing it all right now, bro. <laughs> um, so I just there's so many people that I've got connections with, and because I do so many different things, they all want me to be a part of their kopapa. Mm-hmm. The problem is sometimes it runs within like a week of the next one so it'll be like one week then the next week it'll be that then the next week it'll be that on top of that I'm studying as well I'm working for my nan at the district I work for the electoral commission as well and I've done some research mahi for that other job Um, and so I'm very bad at saying no to people when I'm already kind of booked out so yeah and hui a show that I did a couple weeks ago last week I don't know Uh, that one took up quite a bit of my time as well and um literally on the opening night of my performance and this is how stacked up i've been on my i finished my script that day man. and i performed it to the media man oh so um what's hui so for, <laughs> yes for hui. those that uh that don't understand what is hui yeah so jumping from one art to the other um, this is my theatre space. So Hui was a devised theatre work that I worked on with Benny Marama, amazing guy. Um, we devised a piece on kind of like the the Māori people who are in certain industries that cater to kind of the Pākehā system. So it's, it's like what we want is to get more Māori people into these organisations, into these government agencies and everything so that we can make a change for our people. But the podcast, oh, the podcast oh. that I am on, <laughs> the 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 play talks about how even though we're in there, sometimes the colonization is still very real, and we form to that system anyway. Even though we go there with our Maori Fakaro, we end up being the the mihi speaker, the um, karakia doer, the waiata totoko singer, mm. and so. <laughs> Who he kind of tackles onto those topics quite a bit, and you know, yeah, we've gotten we've got into like kind of the the deep sentimental part of the podcast. So if you wanted to press snooze just then, mm-hmm. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's essentially what who he was, and it was kind of like a confronting moment for a Pakeha audience because there's a segment where I speak purely in Tiriol with no translation, and I just let them sit there in in silence listening to me. And so, what made you want to create such a beautiful piece? Well. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I was a part of this boil up program that um, that <laughs> yes, boil up. It's called boil up program. Um, that kind of did like an initiative for all those creators out there in theatre who wanted to produce something of of theirs. So like people showed up with actual scripts and plays that they've been thinking of doing for years. And then Benny told me last minute the day before it was closing to do it, and I was like, oh fine, I'll just chuck in a concept. And the concept back then was just to have more Māori representation, kapahaka, anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I got in, and when I showed up, and everyone had scripts, and I just had an idea. I was quite culture shocked. I was like, oh. <laughs> "So you, <laughs> you know, had, wait, is this the same 
This, is this the... So this is not hooey. This was for yeah. a show. Yeah, and yeah. Harley's looking down because this was yeah. for a show called Atamira, which was my original concept. And it was um, a play about a girl who loved theatre but loved kapahaka and was conflicted between those. And I had the amazing Harley, uh, the guitarist, <laughs> as I called him, and for I, my show. And I, I got I to gotta, I gotta tell you, I was, I was so fucking relieved. Um, to not perform actually, because in front of a theatre, like no offence, I would have, and I would have fucking no, sma- yeah, I would have smashed you it. Been um, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, performing in, th- in front of theatre cats is a mm. whole different story, man. Ugh. Yeah, it, it it was great that you came along too, because it had more Maori representation in it as well. So the the first show was just me, myself, and I, with the addition of Harley, the guitarist and pianist, mm. who also played the piano. And during Boil Up, actually, when I was doing the segment, he played piano for me and I sang a song an impromptu song <laughs> that I made up on the spot on the day just to fill up the time mm. yes Mara asked were you teamed up with uh, Connor James and Lily I was teamed oh, wow. up so with them oh my god they were a part of the Boil Up project and it's happening so it's here's happening. a lovely photo <laughs> that we'd like to show out to our viewers oh, oh we we'll put it right it. here <laughs> so here it is just a lovely photo of Hine with all of her Co-conspirators. Co-conspirators. <laughs> yes, because I can't think of any other words. So here you yes, go. Yes, yes, we love this photo. Do you know, the funny thing is, we're not actually there together mm. in this photo. So you're taken separately? Yeah, well, they were taken separately and then photoshopped together because of COVID at the time. Shout out Photoshop. Good yeah, stuff. it was a good, good photo when I saw that coming out. Well, since we're on the topic of um, good photos, no. oh, and also on the topic of pulling out my fucking headphones. Yeah, <laughs> we love that. I got you, I got you. Uh, um, I have a couple here. Thank you, bro. I have a couple here, mm. and um, not looking forward to. I this. just wanna. I wanna know. Does the phrase, um, what's the phrase? That's the phrase. Oh, the phrase. Um, <laughs> does the phrase "break bread" ring any bells to you? Break bread. Now this is freaking me out because it's in there, but you know when it's, it's like in your mind, and you're like, that sounds so familiar, but I can't quite get it. Mm. The thing is, I'm like, what does that mean? All right, so, okay, so here's the photo. It'll be here. Bang. This here. I knew it was a Shakespeare <laughs> thing. Break bread. I was like, that, mmm, mmm, lovely photo. Yes, yes. So, um, what I just want to know, I just, mm. we want to know, the world wants to know, at this particular moment in your photo, What's going through your head? Oh my gosh. So that was during one of my theatre classes. We had to do an adaptation of the show. Oh, not the show, sorry. The play, um, As You Like It, which is a famous Shakespeare play. Mm-hmm. And my class was um, short of staff, if you could say. Mm. Um, so we played multiple characters. And so I played Celia, which is a, a princess in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also played, oh my gosh, and you know, I say I'm a theatre theatre lover and everything, and I don't even really know Shakespeare. <laughs> like, I, I learned about it as soon as I got into like my lectures and stuff, and mm. I'm just sitting there like, I know Romeo and Juliet, but I've forgotten the character's name there, um, but I played a, like, a love puppy, <laughs> like a, do- a, a dog, a guy that was so in love with this um, other female character, but she has eyes for someone else who is actually 
a girl pretending to be a guy. Mm-hmm. So she loves that person. I love her. It's a bit of a love triangle, as, as, as you may call it. Um, and I'm only looking like that because I'm annoyed because, as you can see, there's pink underneath the green that I'm wearing. Mm. And it's because I had to do a quick change <laughs> from my character to that character. And the day that we had it at the at the Gallica, because that's where we performed it, the room that we were supposed to be getting changed in was occupied because they double booked it. Uh. And so I had to get changed at the bottom of the stairs with the audience still there. <laughs> and instead of changing, I just chucked it over. I just put, like, I was like, nah, fuck this. I'm putting it on top. I chucked the sweatpants over my, over my other pink tights and everything. And I was like, I was actually pissed off because I was like, and then I'm like, you motherfuckers. Mm. And that is why the face looks so annoyed. Thank you for sharing yes. that. So, um, DJing. Um, <laughs> uh, Crave, you can you can show you can show her the video. Um, oh, it's it's been it's been known to us that um, you're quite the DJ. Oh no, that was oh my gosh! Can I play it? Can I you play can. It again? The audio's off, so yeah. Oh, so we don't okay. get copyright. Yeah. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. Oh my gosh, I had fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, wh- why, and who? Oh, yeah. So I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> All I remember is that's it, code. Um, okay. There's, there's, the, there's the Outback and then there's that smaller bar that's right next oh, to it. Oh, this must have been a while ago. This was a while ago. This was uh, 2019. 19. Yeah. yeah, that was my... My first year at university, Fano. Yoda. I was so confident. <laughs> so we were we were you know bar hopping that whole night, mm. and then we ended up at Code because it was one of the only ones that was staying open quite late and letting people in. Mm-hmm. And when we went in there, because it was quite dead at the time, we just thought we'd just vibe out ourselves. And that little booth there was just free, and mm. no one was going by it. And if you know me when I'm drunk, I'm quite quite the spontaneous person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw an opportunity and I took it. Nice. And so I jump behind there and I start pretend DJing because there's nothing actually on there. There's, it's just like a pure blank table. And I start pretending to, to DJ and then um, Tawana, who's the girl next to me, she starts hyping me up and we're hyping each other up. And then these guys, the, the, the place started packing up. Like people started coming down the stairs and everything. And those guys there were just the biggest hype men that entire night. Nice. And I was just, I was just going with the flow, vibing. Going at it. Night. Good yes. shit. We love to see it. Mm. Dang. And while keeping, keeping this, up this, this beautiful ball of drunken stories, um, no. I just want to ask you, honey, what happened at a karaoke club in Wellington? <gasps> <laughs> oh no, I swear. Kayla, don't ever have me back. <laughs> Why are you laughing so much? What happened? Oh, so, to be fair, so I went to Wellington for an internship and it was the, because I, I, I'm quite a, a local girl. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know much about anywhere else other than Waikato. And so when we went down, there was a great experience, you know, new bars, new places. Um, people who don't know you, <laughs> and, and oh, so yeah, yeah. Um, it was the first Friday of my internship, working a full week, and usually people go out for drinks on Friday. Like it's quite a 
big thing in, in Wellington anyway. And instead of going with my workmates, because I didn't quite know them, I went out with the usual, what if, cuts. Haki flew down for it as well. We made some other intern friends come along. And we did the same thing there. We were bar hopping and everything. We're getting drinks, we're getting cocktails, we're doing all of this. And um, we decided to go to like this BYO place and you can bring a bottle of wine. And me being so drunkenly happy, decided to get two bottles of wine Mm. for myself. (laughs) mm, mm, mm. And I drank one bottle at the BYO and then I snuck one bottle into this bar called Cape Wait, please don't. (laughs) Oh, geez. Um, And to be honest, I blanked out after the BYO ended up in Kaper and was just shocked that I made it in there with another bottle of wine. Um, and then while we're there, I get so drunk that I steal the mic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the wrong one, wrong one, wrong one. That, that changed one. the whole tone of okay, me stealing the mic Let's go. Someone. Let's go here. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So these two guys are singing and they're singing terribly to be fair. And so I steal the mic. And I steal the mic off of them and they kind of, I'm just like, I, I go up to them and I'm dancing and they're like dancing with me. And then I'm just like going like this and they come close and I grab the mic and I run off and I start singing the song because I'm like, you weren't doing it justice, mate. Mm. And then I'm up on the stage. I'm just exposing myself. Now. <laughs> I'm up on the stage and I'm moving back and cuts in what are looking at me and they're going like this like trying to get me off the stage and i think mm. it's a dance move uh. so i start doing a back what's the dance move but they were going like this they were going like like you know like how do my type stays So, so yeah, <laughs> and, and that's what happened in Wellington at K-Bar. <sighs> yes. Did they get the mic back? Oh, bro, Kaz had to grab it off me. Like she had to, all you hear over the whole system was, um, can we please have the mic back at the desk? And I was like, oh, sorry. There we go, <laughs> thanks. And we were, sorry, Fano, we were just intensely watching as Crave tries to get... Harley's finger onto the right button. Yeah, it's because we had a bit of a rearranging, sadly, <laughs> about um, and trying to embellish that fucking fire story is a mm. lot harder when everything's rearranged. It's okay. It, it, now you know. Now you know. I'm I'm a master DJ, and you know, a a, a break dancer and a break dancer. Mm. Yeah, and a prompture and break dancer. Yeah, and well, we're gonna continue on because yeah. you're just oh. a person no. just indulged in the arts and. Mr. Mr. Petito has something here for you. Uh, do I? Yes, you do. Yes, oh, you yes, do. I do. I do. I do. He okay, does. say the opposite of what I'm trying to okay, say. Go. Tata. Fa. But in Māori? Tafiti. Aye. Tafiti. Tafiti. Now, why does it? Nah, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that, um, How did you so find the, that? so the art form you. that, um, you lovely, you like to endure in, mm. um, doesn't start and end with you. It seems, it seems that you, um, had this bestowed upon by, um, your father, my father, your father. And in particular, we see you, um, 
both actually on the same screen. Mm. Um, so, mm. honey, would you please explain to us why no one else sure. knows that this fucking exists? Because it should not. <laughs> <laughs> it should not exist. So oh my gosh, my dad looks so young in this. So oh. for, the, for those of you, okay, for those of you, I'm um, listening at home. Honey is actually quite the movie star, as mm. she starred in a short film with her father. Yeah. <laughs> Care to explain? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So my dad is Pateraberman and um, I've been kind of in his footsteps this whole time mm. doing, that's probably why I go all over the place because so does he. Mm. Um, and there was a short film project going for for this Māori astronaut who decides to move to Mars and, you know, be the first human to live on Mars. And he's, in the story, tries to convince my fake mum um, to move with him. And yeah, so what they did is they got me to play my father's daughter. So hard. It was the hardest role ever. You know, like, how could I play my dad's kid? And the funniest thing is that in there, in there, my younger self, like the younger flashback self of me, is my sister. Oh. Which one? Kiara. Kiara. The rugby goer. Ah, go The rugby player. New Zealand rugby moldy league player actually Norm, well well what a segue funny you know so before before harley gets to take this um, i want to take you on a bit of an early uh not as early of a memory as you but as you were talking about your your family is in media maori media that's mm. correct right aye, so aye. so let's just sit back and you're so passionate about being maori yeah you're a very passionate Māori individual, would you say? Aye, aye, aye. Well, um, <laughs> if we look. I sound like a seal. Māori television. <laughs> Māori television is the pinnacle of uh, Māori media, would aye. you say? So, um, can you tell me, on episode 21, series 1 of Tamariki Haka, why'd you get cream in your face? Oh, what? Bro, I haven't even seen that episode yet. <laughs> can you see me that after this? <laughs> 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 Oh, that's crack up. I've seen, I saw that the fucking year it came out, what? trying to look for Te Waiora videos. Oh my. And so that came out in 2019. A, uh, no, 18, 18, because no, oh, I was still in high school, I'm pretty sure. It says, or the did clip I was posted oh. in 2019, but oh. there may be a Māori TV era. I'll hold I, you to it. Don't know, don't know. It might have been. I, I I can't remember. That was so long ago, and I didn't even get to see the finished product of that. Do send that to me, please. <laughs> like for real. Um, so I got asked to jump onto this that Tamariki show with um, the amazing, talented Atareta, who you know the um, Atareta and Tehakura, mm -hmm. the two lovely Maori rising stars. Mm -hmm. um, and we played a game where you roll a dice or you do something and you turn the dial and there's just a little little toy hand there filled with whipped cream mm. that if you do it wrong it has to slap you in the face and i'm not sure i should say this i'm gonna say it anyway um it malfunctioned and hit uttered it so first but they wanted me to get hit with it so we refilmed it so that i would get hit in the face and not her and even when Wow, what the heck? I'm so tiny. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so when when we were playing the game, I unfortunately lost and got cream in the face. But I decided to share that amazing experience with Atareta. And so she too got cream in the face. Nice. Mm. Well done. You know, I, lo I love sharing. <laughs> 
She went as Kieran Bunner. Mm. Kilda. Mm. Very Māori mentality. And talking about Māori mentality, you have a big family, don't you? I do, I do. Quite. I'm, I'm from a large whānau. You are indeed. And um, let's just say whānau, for those who aren't Māori, um, TV was not invented back in the day. However, it was when um, this one's siblings uh, were conceived so how many siblings <laughs> do you have that was so weird <laughs> <laughs> and hold up you do have a big in family you're big in you got a big in oh, okay all right so this is going to be coming on from when he's just said big family yes so you do have a very big family uh in particular is it seven if you include me, and that's not including my parents, so I have six sisters, um, six younger siblings, and then I've got my mum and dad, and then there's me. Do Let's do the quick math. Nine. <laughs> Why did it take so long? <laughs> quick math. <laughs> quick math. Hmm. Two years later. Uh, um, <laughs> okay, so you're a family of nine, counting family your parents. Family of nine, yes. Any brothers? No. Wow. <laughs> you know, I make this, this. I say this story every time someone says this, is that the world, the universe, could not handle another part of the Berryman. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> instead the universe decided we'll give you girl versions instead. Wow. Mm. Wow. Mm. And um, do you think the universe has been better off for it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure because a lot of people say that I'm like my dad, and I'm not sure if that's a good thing either. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I wouldn't mind having a little brother. You know, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, if they have nine or oh, eight kids, that's that's a bit much for them. But mm. you know, wouldn't wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, an- another one wouldn't hurt. <laughs> another one. Another one. Yes. Oh, cool, cool. Mm. So it's from my understanding that you you. Being the oldest yeah. sibling, you have um, you have quite motherly vibes. Is that correct? Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, one would say so. <laughs> and in saying that, I've been told a narrative that you had the opportunity to be able to name your youngest sibling. Oh, I named both of them, I'm pretty sure. That, so this is going to sound ratchet, but... Before we had the two youngest, there was five of us. And we, we, you know, we were like the five sisters and we were called Etiwi. And then the two youngest came on. So we call ourselves the OGs <laughs> because of how big the age gap is between me and my other siblings. Like the youngest is five mm. and I'm 21. Like Nuts. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be hitting 26 when she's 10. Like that's that's just weird to think about. But... Back to the story at hand. Uh, one of my sisters is named Telma Nyanya. Mm. And the way that name came about was I actually missed her birth um, when my mum was, was, you know, going into labour and stuff. And it was really sad because I was there for all my other siblings and it actually made me cry at the time because I was, like, so sad about it because um, I went to Kapaga practice. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> And when I come back from Kapahaka practice, I was singing our waiata aringa to the baby sister. And there was a little segment that my mum listened to. She was listening. She was just listening to me sing. And she heard that one bit and she goes, repeat that line. And I was like, oh, tell marama. And she's like, no, 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 the one before that. And I was like, oh, tell marama. And she's like, sing it again. So I sang it and she just really liked the way it sounded and decided that's her name. And I was so happy because I was like, you know what? I may have missed your birth, but I named you. Um, so, wow, so it came about from you singing. It did. 
Would you bless us with that line? Uh, yeah, I don't know the 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 bit before that though. So, oh, it's, this is like 2015, <laughs> bro. This is going way back. Um, it's like. And then that was the bit that went, don't do that, don't do that. <laughs> well. So well. We, we, she heard that bit, and because it was like quite a climactic part in the song, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, that was such a weird way to phrase that. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. That's, it was a good part in the song, mm. and she liked it, and boom, named her. And then the last one, because she was premature, um, I was just saying, oh, we're so lucky that we found out at the time that we did, and mum named her Waimadie instead. Instead of having a Pākehā name, we just translated it to, to Māori. Kāpāi, mean, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. So I those are my children. Nice. <laughs> Nice, nice. You do, you do indeed um, exert a kind of mama, mama vibe. So no, it's. it's I good. heard that's a good thing. It is a good thing. Is it is a good thing. Mm. We need, we need, we need good mama vibes sometimes. Um, all right, we're gonna move right along oh, to a completely oh. different cover <laughs> Um, and it is a bit casual, mm. but it's the fact that you are, um, you have a love for a, a few items. A few items, mm. and I believe one of them is seashells. Am I yes, correct? I do love seashells. You do so much, actually. All right, cool. Why? I don't know. I just because I love going to the beach, and like I think it was these little spirally unicorn—that's what I call them—bits um, of it. They were like really pretty, and so I just decided, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just start collecting them. And then I just saw more and wanted more. So there was a narrative that um, mm. tells us about. Younger you back in the day, you you at a wonderful beach somewhere, mm. and um, you saw this beautiful shell, a large shell. You you were fully engulfed with how beautiful it was. Mm. So uh, can you please yes, explain yes. what happened after that? If this is the story that I think it is, and I'm pretty sure it is, so this was at Waihi Beach, right? And I had found this container in the sand and I was like oh my gosh what is this so I opened it up and I tipped all the sand out because I thought it was like a secret message in a bottle and out came all these cool looking shells and because I put it there's like this little stream bit that went into the to the ocean and I used that to clean it up and I saw the ones that like I already collected and stuff and I was like oh these are cool and then under this big clump because I thought it was just piled on sand I like wiped it off and pushed out this big, long, spirally looking shell. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Cause it was like the biggest spiral one that I've ever had. And it had, sp- it was just a cool shell. And so I thought, I was so excited. I got to show my cuddle. And I was like, cuddle, look at this. This is so cool. And he was like, yeah, it is. And I was like, I'm going to take it home. And he goes, Carl, put it back. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he goes, bub, you know, these are tonga of tangaroa. We can't be taking them. And I was just like, nah. I was like, oh, nah, this is sad. And so I go and put the shell back into the stream by the container. And as I'm leaving, I see this Pākehā white boy <laughs> run into the stream, pick it up. Oh, sorry. And he runs back and he's like, mum, mum. I was like, I was like death staring him the whole time, bro. I was like, that was my shell. Yet again, another instance where a Pākehā has stolen from Māori. 
Do you remember your age at the time? <laughs> but I was only like seven, eight. I was young as, because my kuro used to live in Waihe, and this was ages ago, so he doesn't live there anymore. Oh, he does live there, but just not at that house. And I remember it because I I had like my seashell collection that I'd taken there to fill up with more shells. And that was that was gonna be my prize, you know, the the the, the trophy of them all. But no, some Pakia kids got it now. If you're listening to this, I'm gonna hunt you now. <laughs> I'll hunt if you you're now, of age and if you're no. of age now. <laughs> that was such a sad moment in my life, honestly. Well Well, well um we, we know that you might not be able to get that one back, but here at Tutuli, we got a gift for you. Yeah. We went to we went to a beautiful beach. We're not going to name it, but uh, we were able to find a lovely a lovely shell oh here my God. that we would love to gift to you, and I hope that you can oh, add it to so your connection. This is so cute. What the heck? Wait, this is like the exact shell. What are you talking about? Like, this is, like, the shell was a bit bigger and longer, but mm. this is, this is what it looked like. Is this the one from the Pakeha kid? Did you steal it from the <laughs> so no, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so we hit him up. Yeah. It took some time to Oi, track him down. No, thank you. This is so cool. Yes. What the heck? So I hope hope you appreciate that. Well, we didn't even realise that it uh, shared similar attributes, uh, but yeah. uh, I, hope oh you, I hope you appreciate that. I do appreciate this very much. This is going in go. my big collection of shells at home. There you go. Buddy's going to hear all about this, man. Park our boy. We did not ever see you again. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, yeah. So oh, um, that's, that's um, hopefully has uplifted the experience. It has. From your. Koro. <laughs> she didn't take it. We did. It's all good. <laughs> you can tell us off later. Mm, mm. Good boy. Good boy. Um, we're going to. Carry we're gonna, on. Yeah, we're going to carry on now. And I'd like to take it. Um, to, yeah, I'll, I'll take it there. We're going to talk about mm. some of your more extravagant movements, um, in particular ones that are involved with um, the consumption of alcohol. And there are two. We love this. And there are two instances that I'd like us to talk about. Um, I'm going to, please don't say what I think you're going to say. I'm going to say a sentence. You just finish it, eh? Okay. Mm. Please don't say what I think you're going to say. Wait. If you say this, then we failed. On top of. The shelf. Oh, okay. No. Cool. We're safe then. I say that. Okay. Um, climbed on top of. Oh, wait. Is this about... Uh, oh, so yeah. Nah. It's from our, it, yeah, yeah. It's from our understanding that there's... Uh, there's a restaurant not too far away from here that um, a lot of people have been able to build a, a strong relationship with. And um, so why were you on the roof of said establishment? Okay. For all those here at the University of Waikato, there's a particular place where we like to get food, um, mainly because it is, you know, cheap. Um it is also very easy to climb on top of. Uh, and this is the Bongo Cafe <laughs> <laughs> at the Village Green. <laughs> so, to be fair, this was not my idea, disclaimer. This was not my Ficaro Fano. Um, we were at our flat down Old Farm Road, and I won't say the number. Um, and as we were there, me and the aunties, as you said on the previous podcast, and with Wadi, we were just drinking and we decided to go for a stroll because I'm not sure if it was Haki or Katarina, but one of them had mentioned how 
short the building is on one particular side. So you know where the L block is, and mm. there's that little walkway to the other stairway on the other side. Um, in that particular area, the wall to get up onto the roof is like about yay tall. So I could climb onto it myself. Or maybe just with like a little bit of a boost. And Cuts brought that, or one of them brought that to our attention. And we decided to, to test this out and to, you know, confirm said statement. And so we drunkenly stuff our pockets with all our leftover cans and everything. We stroll over with many yarns on the way. We get there. Cuts is the first one to go up. I'm pretty sure Wadi stayed down to get everyone else up. So Haki goes up, I go up, then he comes up last so that we can help him on. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful view, Donna. It's a very beautiful view of our of our university lake, um, and it's actually really cool up there. <laughs> There's this one bit, and you'll see it from the bottom where you can see through the roof like a sunlight bit. And as we're walking on top of it, we thought we'd like mark our shoe in that particular area so that whenever we walk on, we can look up and see it. And we could for a little bit, and then we saw a guy, you know, power washing the the top of the roof, and we were like so sad because that was our our mark on on top of the roof. So it was lost. Because uh, of the yeah, but yeah, that we we were drunkenly on top of bongos, still drinking. Um, <laughs> we actually took a photo shoot up there. Oh, oh my goodness, goodness gracious! Yeah. Mm. All right, and the other one. Um, I just want to ask one question: Do you consider yourself a completionist? Definition. Um, at all costs. Whatever thing you have to do, you need to complete it. Yeah, a little bit. A little okay, bit. I'm so I'm a bit of a tell me right. I can't and I well, won't. Well, well, since you are a completionist, well, uh, what uh, happened to your yardi? <laughs> wow, that was so targeted. <laughs> 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 oh, bro, <laughs> there was so much hate and conviction <laughs> in that statement. What the fuck happened oh to your twenty first you yardi? You I know I was there. <laughs> They weren't. <laughs> they weren't. Oh, I'm sure there's a video somewhere of that. So <laughs> throughout the whole night, I was like basically avoiding it because they, to be fair, my yardie was, you know, those pink Gordons? Yes. Of gin? Yes. That was my yardie. Mm. I, sh- I should have gone with like long whites or, mm-hmm. or summer space, but I didn't. Mm. Um, and, you know, it, it looked so pretty. And pink. Mm. And when I did it, I, I, I'm I pretty sure I chugged it down quite fast for how big it was and for how tiny I am. And we're getting, I'm doing it and then, you know, you're, you're and don't lie, everyone spews in the yardi. So I spewed up the first time into a bucket. And then the second time I spewed on my jacket, which I lifted up and then my sister was holding for me. Thank you, Kanani. Um, and just during the end of it, I got massive, like, heartburn out of nowhere. Well, not out of nowhere. I know why I got yeah, it. Yeah. But I was just like, I couldn't continue on, and I was so mad at myself because I was like, no, 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 it's just a little bit. And then my dad was like, come on, come on. I was like, wait, no, wait, wait. Just let me let me catch my breath. And then I was like, fuck this. Oh, no, I can't do it. And as soon as my dad heard that, he just goes beside, picks up the yardie, Lifts it up, and I swear he didn't even finish it because most of it went all over his top. <laughs> and everyone starts cheering for my dad at my 21st. And I was like, Dad, that was my moment. <laughs> but to be fair, I'm not that mad because that yardy put me on my ass. I'm just going to bring it on a bit of a bit of a tangent right here. Oh, so, um, <clears throat> you're you're a very strong Maori individual, oh, oh, yes, as, as we've referred to mm, and as we've mm. we've looked at. Um, 
And one really important thing in Māori dim is our history, eh? So you would agree that our history is very integral for who we are as a people, yes? Yes, yes. Um, does, does the name Vincent O'Malley ring a bell? It does, but I don't know why. Guys, I'm really bad with names. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, so Mr. Vincent O'Malley is a very significant New Zealand historian and has the ability has had the ability to be able to research and record a lot of history to do with mm. Māori people aye, and... Aye. And a lot of historic events. And then I just want to ask you. Oh, um, no, I know who this So we're just going to pull up a book here. Holy. <laughs> so in the book. The whole book. The Great War wow. of New Zealand. <laughs> Vincent O'Malley. At page Whoa. 601. Oh, you know them. <laughs> at page 601, there's a lovely photo here. I'm sorry, Stan. This photo is going to look like rubbish. Oh, but, um, Put it here. Put it here. What? So there's Wait. a young you. and um, A very young you. And uh, oh, no. I just want to ask, pull out my phone. is your name spelled H-O-N-E-Y? It is not. It is not spelled. Oh, my gosh. No way you found that. Did you just flip through every single page till you found the photo? We at T2 do have a job, and this is yeah, our job, to fair, make sure that our, our interviewees know that we know them. Mm, mm. Well, yes, I. that is 2015, I believe. I went on a Tutoa trip with some of my kura. Um, shout out to Kiki Kihi, who put me on that. Um, and we're protesting for the land wars um, at the time. And that was the time when we had the, the whole flag change and everything. Um, and I don't know who gave them my information. <laughs> Because I don't remember that being taken. I saw it on, on Facebook and it became my profile picture for a while. But I don't know who, who told them I was honey from Otorohanga College. Mm. Mm. I, I have never left Te Wharekura or Rākaumanga in my life, I know. Um, so I think the mix-up was because that was Te Otorohanga uh, College's protest. You know, that was their whole kaupapa. But I was not of their kura. And um, my uncle... Uh, actually wrote a complaint to this to the editor or whoever to this book just to fix my name and i think in later editions my name's fixed in there so they've done the right thing there but obviously in this book it did not mm. wow. yeah so my name's spelled h-a-n-i for those who did not know um and yes not h-o-n-e-y what a wonderful photo though. i'm still buzzing that you have this you know people people tell me like how <coughs> like angry and passionate and everything i look in that photo i was looking at the top of parliament at the flags and i was actually just trying to see like i was actually like looking at it like what is that one because it was like a blue and red one but like not a normal flag that i've seen before and it was also really bright so it's not i i'm 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 not sure how how people <laughs> perceive <laughs> yeah. the passion and, and aggression that you have in your eyes. Yeah, but it's it's probably because we were waiting then. But as soon as the haka came in, you know, that's the moment where I was like, this is the right time for the anger and everything because it's within the words of the of the haka. Mm. But during that moment, I'm pretty sure it was a time when I was like, what is that? <laughs> like trying to see properly. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's just the wider was in me no matter what I do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's good. Turn me off. <laughs> it's good. Nice, nice. The wider uh, is in you no matter what you I do. I can't believe it. Honestly, what page was it again? Uh, 600 601. 
Yeah, that's too far in the book. I'm gonna <laughs> oh, 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 wait. That is, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I want to talk about a, a high school trip of yours. Mm. Uh, probably the, I'm going to assume, I'm going to boldly assume it was the biggest one you've had. And that's your trip to Hawaii. Love that trip. That trip was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, tell us about it. Mm. Nah. <laughs> All right, well, I'll tell you, know, you about it. You know, I've been saying no this whole podcast <laughs> because I'm like buzzing how you found this stuff out. Well, that, yeah. that's cool. I'll tell you about yes, it. Yes, start us off. Um, So we're going to talk about, okay, are you ready? Mm. Airport. Mm. Yes. Judy Free. Mm. Yes. Mm. Does this sound familiar? Mm. Okay, cop Um, Getting told off by parents. Mm. To be fair, the parents were also teachers at the time. Uh, <sighs> I see. So, yeah, what happened What happened, uh, to your trip in mm. Hawaii and why were parents telling you off for a trip away from home? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I sound like such a like such a teenager, eh? <laughs> trying to defend myself. <laughs> like, mom, no, <laughs> can't hide um, from the truth, honey. Uh, okay, so when we were in Hawaii, one of the because um, we all uh, slept in different hotel rooms, yes. right? But we had groups of four, right? Um, and each group of kids had a supervisor or kayak or, or a parent who came on on the trip, mm-hmm. and one particular ropu. Um, it was a boys one and they were right across from our um, hotel room. They managed to get one of the parents to supply alcohol on the trip. Yeah. So they, 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 oh, some of them were also 18 and decided to bring it over, but none of the teachers knew that we brought it over. Uh. Um, and so they they were drinking almost every night, I think, or most of the nights while we were there until we got caught. That yeah, so we got caught, Fano. But <laughs> <laughs> prior to that, um, they just slowly started inviting the ones that were closer to us. So they invited us one night, and I just assumed we we're going over there to play games because that's what they said. We had mm. board games and TV games and stuff like that. And so we went over and then they were like, oh, let's let's um, keep playing. And they were just like, show. They, they did it so subtly, but so in your face at the same time where they were just filling our drinks up with like vodka. And, you know, it, it wasn't the, it was not the Smirnoff. It was like, you know, Kristoff days. <laughs> like, oh, Kristoff yeah, days. Yeah, like those days. Yeah. And they had like these big Corona bottles from, because mm-hmm. in America they come in like huge bottles. Yeah. Um, and then we started drinking and playing games. And on one of the nights, I think this was the third night that we were drinking, one of the boys drunkenly asked his mum on the trip to bring him back his bag while all of us were in there and Dr- drinking. And oh. she grabbed one of the cups and she took a sip from it. Yeah, and then she was like, this is alcohol. And we all just like, you know, we're all children at the time. So we're all just like, we're all like shitless, like scared to to hell. We're like, what the fuck? Oh my gosh. And then we get told off and basically get told that our trip to Disneyland got canned. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) As As a punishment. For us doing that, because we asked, so we actually asked prior to going on the trip if we could, because most of us were 18 at the time, legal for New Zealand, but over there, because it's 21, mm. the teachers didn't want to, you know, do it or anything. 
and so our punishment was that we got we got no Disneyland um, when we went to LA, which was the next stop after in our trip. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'm dead. And the parents, I'm they made us dead. call our parents and tell them that we were drinking. <laughs> <laughs> And I called my dad and I'm like, dad, we were drinking and I'm sorry. And he looked at me and goes, well, did you drink a lot? And I was like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? And he goes, well, you got caught, but did you at least have fun? And did you at least get enough in there? I was like, dad. Oh. I was like, dad, I did not. And he was like, damn, damn, I'm so I'm so disappointed. <laughs> like it was the fact that I didn't get enough nights of I drinking. That was because <laughs> my dad was quite the rebel. During his time, actually, yes. funny that he's um, tiny. We like. Oh wait, sorry, just plugging his his radio station. Yeah, go on. But his name's actually Rebel Tanifa. So Rebel Tanifa. Fifteen, fifteen. Mm. Mm. And my name is Junior Rebel, apparently, because Junior Rebel. Because I, you know, live in my father's legacy. Kilda. No, we're changing. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming up with a new name. Yeah, Kilda, oh, Kilda. Oh, Come up with your own legacy. Oh, oh, Tanakwe. Oh, Tanakwe. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't think we're getting that to my life, Paul. To my life, Paul. Are you kidding? I'm, I'm your brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, well, no, no, no. the idea was there. The thought, it's the thought that counts. Okay, and moving on. <laughs> well, in combination with mispronunciation oh. of words, I think it's time to transition from from being in Hawaii and getting drunk all the way to the other side of the Pacific, the beautiful islands. Of Japan, Fano, Fano. I've I'm never been to Japan. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? No, I think there's one one beautiful thing that we know about uh, about recent contemporary Japanese culture is that they love their anime, and mm. we're sitting across from a big anime head right here. We so are. I'm just going to list off. I'm going to list off these mm. five anime, and I want you to rate them from five being the least liked to one being the like the mm. most liked from okay. you. Okay, you okay. ready? Yes. So we're going to list them off. Demon Slayer. One. Jujutsu Kaiser. One. <coughs> My Hero Academia. One. Tokyo Revengers. <laughs> one. And Hunter Hunter. One. So are they all number one? They are oh. all banger animes, bro. All honestly. Right. Well, sadly for you, you have to put them in order. Which one's oh, one? Which one's what? two? Which no, one's three? Which one's four? Which one's five? But before you do that, I'm gonna play you a song. I love the song with that anime as well. Okay, so add that one into the mix. Oh, too. what? No. Just for context, that is called The Great Pretender. Or not, or not, because my co host looks confused. You know, some, mm. sometimes some people <laughs> just take, <laughs> take a step <laughs> without <far>. realizing <laughs> that the step was going to be followed by a kick. No, <laughs> oh, right. That was the fucking kick. Well, but no, sweetest. Guess what? We used yeah. step kick. <laughs> yeah, step kick. So uh, carry on. Demon kick Slayer. Right, left. <laughs> Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaiser, um, <clears throat> My Hero Academia, Tokyo Revengers, and Hunter Hunter. What's your one and what's your Damn. two, three, four, and five? I can't. Oh, no. Okay, okay. You know, it's hard because they're all good for different reasons. Like Demon Slayer aesthetically, like beautiful. Hunter, 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 like story-wise, just out of this world. Jujutsu Kaisen, hot anime, guys. Um, oh. <laughs> I, I oh. love that. Tokyo Revengers, the plot is just out the gate, is amazing. And My Hero Academia was actually one of the ones that I started on. So 
hard, hard. But I'm going to have to stick with my hero at number one purely for that reason. Purely for the reason that it was one of the ones that hooked me into anime as a whole. Uh, did you s- no, Hunter. Hunter. Hunter x Hunter is the second one because, you know, that show made me laugh, made me cry, made me so many things. Oh, don't do that. That just makes it so suspenseful. Um, <laughs> three. Jujutsu Kaisen, because, yeah, oh my gosh. Um, Yoaimo, that's all I'm going to say for that one. Number four, Demon Slayer. Oh, and number Because four. it's so pretty. It's just so pretty. All mm. the edits and everything of that show mm. is amazing. And Tokyo Revengers, only because it's just a recent one that I've gotten into. And I actually haven't finished it yet. It's well number five. Done. You well got there. You <laughs> got there. So I'm just going to say one name. For my hero academia, Minato. Do you like him? Oh my gosh, why would you give me the most unlike character <laughs> of the whole anime, bro? <laughs> like, bro, guys, search him up. He's a little grape. Like, honestly, yes. like an actual grape. And I, I just want to ask, why is he so hateful? He's because just, I know why he's so hateful. But just I watch. don't, so I'd like to just, know. Bro, uh, just think if everything a woman would dislike in a man. Mm was a character and then on top of it was made purple. I don't know why that adds anything to it. But he is like a short, pervy little thing that just is just disgusting. And also like for for majority of the anime, he's actually quite useless as well. Like there's a thing in there that's called quirks, which is like the superpower thing that they have. And his is he gets to take off the little great balls from his head and throw it and it's sticky. Mm. Doesn't that just, he's sticky, so guys. So because <laughs> he's got sticky throwable balls. Pretty much. Yeah, that he, but like, if he could, he'd put them on every woman and, and would, you know, he's very, very perv vibes. That, that's his whole character. That's his he's whole just, character. He's, he's just, just perv. perv. Yeah. The entire, the entire anime. He's yet to have a redemption arc. So pretty much all of that, out of all of that, Deku is a sad fella. Yeah. yeah well, like for good reason. For good reason. And mm. and just to round the back off, because um, for a lot of our people that don't know My Hero Academia, everyone's given quirks, and it's basically a superpower. Mm. Honey, what's your quirk? Whoa! What Whoa! A okay, okay. You know, me and Wadi has has had this conversation so many times, <laughs> and like, I feel like I would have like. Mine wouldn't really necessarily be good for a hero, but I feel like I'd be like a good detective or anything. But like, like anything I tell you, you have to give me like what I want, pretty much. It's it's kind of like you know Allison from Umbrella Academy, like her rumoring mm. thing. But it's kind of like any information that I want, I can retrieve and acquire, pretty much. And that was basically because I'm like. I'm a bit of a know-it-all. I'm not a know-it-all. I want to know everything, but I have a hard time retaining that information. And if I could manifest that into a quirk, it would be to like remember shit, but and and get that information that I want and be able to hold it. But like for a cool superpower one, I want that one where it's like in every anime, like I see an object or something and I can swap places with it, and like instant teleportation thing, while also being really strong. Because in combat, I feel like that would be like beast, especially since like. If I did martial arts and stuff, it, it you know I'd be like a um, Uraraka 
mixed mm. in there a little bit. So, yes. Can you explain to the common folk? Ururaka, <laughs> she, she, she has um, like this gravity quirk where she touches everything and then it basically loses all its weight. She's mm. able to like, it's like floats and everything and sh- anything she touches can do that. And she does this cool beast move where she like lifts everything up. She's in the battle with Bakugo, another um, guy in the in the anime. Mm-hmm. And he they think they're just doing like hands-on-hand combat and shit and he's blowing up the place, but she's actually lifting everything that he blows up into the air above him. And he doesn't notice it until the end where she like lets everything go and basically all of that shit just starts raining down on him. And I thought that was just like a beast move on her part. But he's just that much better that he like was able to just navigate through it and mm. blow everything up and everything. So it became like another fight hands on. But she, yes, she she used all her energy, unfortunately. But still a beast character nonetheless. Did she die? No, no. I, I don't think she can. She's an integral part of the story. She's um, mm. Deku's kind of like love interest. She likes him and he definitely likes her, but it's... um. Yes. In other words, she's got plot armor, um, um, uh, bro. Mm. Yes. She, she yes. Plot armor. Mm. 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 Especially for filler episodes. Oh, I see. Mm. God Kilda. Kilda. Um, well, um, I learned something new today, and it's my fucking podcast, so there you go. We love educating. That's cool. That's I'm cool. a teacher. Yes, you are. You are. And you're also a fighter. Um, oh, yes. Yes, you're, as well as a teacher and singer and artist and actress, you're a fighter. Um, you study the martial art of Muay Thai. I do. You I do. do. And um, do you have a fight in September? I do. You do. Up, you do. I'm but before we before we go into mm. that, like, how does how how does one get into Muay Thai? That feels like yeah. a, just like a curveball kind of thing. <laughs> just out of, out of there. Once again, Fano. If I like it, I'll do it. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> this is my motto of life at the moment. Nice. Nice. Um, pretty much in high school, my bros did it. And I went to some of their classes because Takumanawa, who was my best friend in the world, hello, um, <laughs> he was doing it at the time and I think he really wanted to take me because I was asking so many questions about it. And I showed up to some of the classes and it was actually a Tamaya Khan and I wall moment um, where I was telling people, oh my gosh, I went to Muay Thai, I might do it, it's so cool. And because I was a tiny, skinny little thing back then, um, they kind of told me that I wouldn't last a month during Muay Thai because they're like, oh, you're going to get hurt, you're going to cry, you're going to do all of this and all of that. And I was just like, fuck yous, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go mm. now and I'm going to stay longer than a month just to prove you wrong. And so I joined the gym, I stayed for a month and then I stayed for two more months after that. So I was at the gym for three months during my high school time, but I stopped for a little while. And then I recently got back into it um, during uni because I gained very happy relationship weight. Oh Thank aye. you, Wadu. Thank you so <laughs> much. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so I decided to join back up for fitness and everything. And because apparently my coach thinks I'm skilled enough, he has set me up for a fight. I was actually meant to fight earlier on this July on the 2nd, but – my, they couldn't find me an opponent because I actually haven't had an, a real fight before. So I've had an exhibition where you pretend kind of, you do the lights, you go out and you spar, but you don't try and knock each other out. Mm. Um, but because I've never had any fights or anything, they have to find me a fighter who's had less than five fights or less than 10 fights, I think the rule is, um, in order to 
you know, make sure that I'm safe inside the ring because you wouldn't want to put a newbie against Arasanya. Like, mm-hmm. that is just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah. I feel like Arasanya would go easy on the bro, but, yeah. you know, still... Then again, he's also the king and wouldn't want to... Besides the topic. Yeah, so I've got... Hopefully, they, they're trying to set me up with this girl who's only had three fights at the moment, and they're just asking me if I'm comfortable with that because, you know first time for me but she's had three times the experience and i'm just like fuck it let's go let's get in the ring let's see how i do and basically if i get knocked out i get knocked out if i knock someone out me Mm. although that's not the goal the goal is to have fun Mm. and then knock her what are some of the uh what are some of the things that help you to persevere through that first month of being told you can't do it other than that obviously like any tips any tips that kept you going? Oh, my coach. So this is another shout out to Jesse, um, Morrow Wilson. He is like an amazing fighter, like so good. He's he's had like, I'm going to say like just under 30 fights. And out of that, like 27 of them, he's won. Jeez. Yeah, like probably only three losses or maybe a draw even in there. But oh, he's, wow. he's a beast fighter, man. And he was our coach for the beginners class at the time. And when I got there, funnily enough, anime was the reason we became friends was because he has all these cool anime tattoos on him. Like he's, he's even got Crash Bandicoot on his leg, which is so cool. And he's got Luffy, which is a One Piece character mm. on his shin. Um, and that's the one that I saw and I was like, oh, One Piece. And instantly we started like talking about it and we kicked it off. And then he became my favorite coach and was my personal trainer for a little bit when I was prepping a fight. Um, last year, which didn't happen again because couldn't find an opponent. Mm. Um, and he was one of the main reasons that I kept going back was because it was kind of like, you know when you have that favourite teacher in high school and you just can't wait to go to their class? That was the fella. That was, that was the fella. Yeah. It was, I couldn't wait to go to training because he was there and he was so cool, man. It was, it was a great what was, vibe. What was his name? Jesse. Jesse. Shout out Jesse. Shout out Jesse. He's, he's, he's actually taking a break from um, fighting at the moment and he's doing um, Twitch streaming stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he actually plays games and everything too. What does he What does he stream? Games. Like he, oh, any no, game. So he starts, obviously. he does like um, this, oh, fuck, he's going to hate me. This pirate game at the moment, he was doing um, zombies. It's, it's more PC stuff because he's a PC gamer. Um, and he jammed Fortnite for a little bit. And to my surprise, he's actually really good, even though he hated the game. Because he like you know didn't understand it, but then he jumps on it, and then he's actually really good. What is what is his Twitch handle? Self poor, so S O U F. Oh yes, yes, P A. Yes. Oh, do you already know? Yes, yes, ah. I follow him already. I follow wow, him. Wow, would you look at that, Jesse? <laughs> he's a, yeah. So I was I was during the start of his Twitch, I was like one of his main viewers because you know support the bro, um, and now he doesn't need me. <laughs> I'm no longer needed. My services are not required. What's his name? Oh, Southpaw, so S-O-U-F-P-A-W, for yeah. everyone listening Southpaw. out there. Just as just as proof, it's right here. Just He's as amazing. proof, it's right there. I, I followed it. <laughs> so he um he's a bit like Tutu, actually, where his content is a bit, you know, uncensored, as you would. And he disclaims that <laughs> in his bio for all of those watching that he makes the dark jokes and if he crosses a line, just let him know and he'll tone it back a bit. Mm. So um, as you were saying, you got a fight in September. Do you want to spit a promo right now for it? 
Oh my gosh, okay, so TMT, Gen Z, Fight Show, Fano, Etihibukemoita here in Hamilton. If you are in the area, don't worry, stop by, have a good time. There will be a bar there for those of you who are over the age of 18 and the age of. For those of you under, there will be sprites and cokes for your leverage. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So come total call my Fano. So it's not just going to be me. There's a whole lineup of fighters on that night. And we've actually got um, Alejandro, who I think will be in the show, and he's one of our main fighters at the moment. He's mm. actually a national champion here in New Zealand. Uh, going over to Australia to compete for Worlds. So he's going to be there, fun if you want to check him out. He also has a fight for Knees of Fury, which is in a couple of weeks. Mm. Go check that out as well. Um, and yeah, if you ever wanted to like wanted to get into boxing, Muay Thai, kickboxing, all of that, fun, drop in, drop into the gym. There you We're go. on Collingwood Street in Hamilton Central. Uh, there's a wonderful lady named Claudia, who is our reception, also owner of the gym, and Daryl, who Daryl Dawson, who is also the owner and the coach of the place. So drop in, give them a chat, and, you know, I'll be there. I'll be your friend. All right. Yeah, you. Go so um, you brought it up briefly. You're the partner of a previous guest of ours. Well, yes, from I am. episode yes, six. I am. What are you? Uh, I know you're watching. So how. How did you come across to meet this man? What is the real story? Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no his, play. his story isn't <laughs> wrong. <laughs> so, um... Are there just some things missing, huh? Well, I, I think he told a later story when we actually kind of, like, knew each other a bit more. Mm -hmm. So, 2015 was uh, the first year... No, 2016 was the first year that I did senior speeches at the regional competition. And he was with his best friend Rico at the time and my best friend of the time, Tirimata, um, who was sitting there with him. And as I got up to do my impromptu, he was giving me mad props apparently, you know, like, oh my gosh, this girl's amazing. Can't wait to hear her impromptu. And my mate goes, that was impromptu. And he was kind of like, and I'm not actually afraid to say this is quite smitten by it, <laughs> you know, quite taken away by the skills of this young wahine. Um, and then afterwards I met him through and uh, it's kind of ratchet because at the time she introduced me, I'm kind of dogging myself in this though, um, as his her crush. Mm. Um what to be yeah yeah it was but it was one of those it was one of those mm. and years later <laughs> we reunited and now we're the ones together mm. but <laughs> <laughs> but so we met then and I'm then yeah. We met then in 2016 and we had this running joke of like person I only met once. And then the following year we met as competitors against each other. And Ooh. I remember walking into that impromptu room because all of us get in the back. And I walked in and I saw him and he just looks at me and he goes, to the other bro that's next to him, oh, should we just leave? Should we just like, <laughs> not, not compete anymore? Should we just go home? And that like started off like our friendship in a really good way. And yes, friendship, because <laughs> we were only friends. Um, and we kind of just stayed connected here and there. And mm. then as soon as I got into university and we reconnected once more, um, we started seeing each other and made it official. So Me. yeah, it was a bit How of lovely. a long, long road, that one. Now the real question is, who won? 
I did. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah right. Okay, so I didn't win the competition. I came second. Oh. Yeah, so to this guy That's named Jay Fotokoroa. So I won my prepared speech, but I came second or... The, no, no, yeah, I think it was the prepared speech had won, but my impromptu came second. But he won impromptu and his prepared came second. And impromptu is like the... The, the tiebreaker, yeah, is the one that determines who's going because anyone can make a prepared speech. You know, anyone can write down a bit of words, make it sound flashy and prepare for that shit. But when you're put underneath the clock and you only have five minutes to like decide what you're going to say about a certain topic, that shit's like shows the real skill of a person. And unfortunately, I was just under the bar for our mm. regional competition and I came second. But what did not play, so <laughs> just throw him under the bus there. Sorry, love you. Um, <laughs> love you so much. <laughs> um, so I would like to say I won in terms of us, but lost the competition as a whole. All right, since you are a money or champion oh, of sorts, we want to hit you up with an impromptu about um, a particular topic because your man did this too, but we want to see if you can crack it as well. Kawaii. Mm. Okay, do you remember what, what his topic was? Am I doing the same one? No, we'll do a oh. different one. Okay, the topic for you this time around is <coughs> acting, actresses are better than singers. Can, oh, are you kidding me? That's your topic, you got a minute. Are you kidding me? Are you ready? Three, two, one. Go. Kia ora and good evening, Fano. Here on Tuturu Live, the one and only news shop. We are here to discuss a story that has gone live uh, right now with our host, Honey Berryman. Honey, take it away. Yes, kia ora, honey. <laughs> I am here with two singers and two artists here who are going to battle it out in a, a debate to determine who and what role is actually better. Is it the singers or is it the artist? We will find out. Over to you, the singers. Well, I'd like to say that you're not that entertaining to me. I'm actually quite better. <laughs> and now we would just like to hear from the artist. What do you think? To hear or not to hear? <laughs> I would rather not hear the atrocious sounds that just come out of your mouth. Here we would like to tell you that... As an actor, we do not care. Here live, Whanau at Tuturu News, we have reported that it's up to you to decide who was better. Was it the singer or the artist? Back to you, honey. Kia ora and back into the <laughs> studio. We are here with Harley and Keishan, who I will now hand the mic back over to. And, and you would have heard the bell because she went over time. Oh, but it wow, doesn't damn. matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter because that was absolutely stellar. <laughs> fuck, that deserves a pucky. That deserves a pucky. I would pucky. like to say you get five minutes and the impromptu like to prepare, but Well here at damn. Two Two, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That was well done. Mm. Well and done. You, mm. 
you, you can see the talents between both partners. One of them just decides to go off on a random tangent and not even answer the question. <laughs> and the other one just decides to put themselves in the scene as they know how to do it and also not know how to answer the question. So, so at the end of the day- We didn't end, get an answer. <laughs> at the end of the day- uh, It is up to you to decide. You know what that reminded me of? Rap battles rap of battles history. history. You decide. <laughs> so we're gonna throw up a photo on the Instagram and you're gonna comment whether honey was better or what it. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh damn. And Whoa. now Mr. Pity Hitter. Yes, Kelda. Um, that's so me. We're gonna we're gonna <gasps> I got us a good story here if you don't mind me uh Tell holding it. the mic. Tell so, it. So you know what? There's there's a lot of connections that you and um Wadi have between one another. You've known each other for a fairly long time and I just wanna ask when Wadi was overindulging in Auckland and you were in Hamilton <laughs> What happened? <laughs> so, this is a story of when he had a summer clerkship at a place that shall not be named. Um, and they had gotten on it because it was their last, you know, little hurrah of their internship. And Mans gets so drunk that he leaves the party and he finds a bush to crash out in. And so, <laughs> so basically, he's calling me up because he's leaving the party and he's walking around Auckland not knowing where the fuck he is. And he's like, oh, the guys from the place that I'm at don't know, I don't know where they are. I've left the place. I don't know where I am. And he's just naming all these streets in Auckland. And I'm like, okay, I'll just Google map where those are. Do you know how many Corfi streets are in fucking Auckland? <laughs> <laughs> there are so many and I try to get the suburb and everything and because at the time Wade did not have an electronic phone because he dropped it into the ocean so it's Tangaroas now he had those $20 button phones that you can <laughs> buy from the dairy so he was no help to me in terms of location or anything all he had was two streets that were across from each other this is 3 o'clock in the morning I have work at 7 that day but I decide to drive up to Auckland with this limited amount of knowledge that I have to go and find him. And I find a street and I find um, the two street intersections and I find him with the help of the people from the party who found my, my Facebook and called me up there and they said that they're in this suburb, which was so helpful. And the funniest shit is, here's the house. What he was just around the corner. <laughs> 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 he had just walked, jumped a couple of people's fences and ended up in a bush not so far away from the house. And they were like worried about him because some of them were sober, some of them weren't. And I was telling them not to worry, I'm coming up. And they were like, oh, are you in Mount Albert? Because that's where he was staying at the time. I was like, no, I'm in Hamilton. And they're freaking out because they're like, we can, we can sort something out. And I was like, no, 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 this is my problem. <laughs> this is my partner. <laughs> I've got to come and get him. And yeah, he's forever been in my debt since. Will he ever pay that debt off I though? I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, I've had some drunken stories, Fano. I've had my days, but I'm not sure if any of these can top him being stranded in Auckland in a bush, moments <laughs> away from the house that he could have been in. <laughs> so, 
yeah. So uh, did you ever learn how many Corfi streets there are in well, Auckland? I didn't count, but I, at least like 10 in the same suburb. Cool. And then like probably 20 everywhere else. Just for those who want to know. <laughs> God. Oh, damn. So, yeah, that was that was Auckland. It was amazing. It's it's nice to see that strong Māori wahine out there are wanting to continue to pursue creative industries <laughs> and all that. But I just wanted to ask you what um, life is like being as a very tūturu Māori in such a space here at the University of Waikato and in media where it's very Pākehā dominated. Mm, mm. So at the University of Waikato, I was actually, you know, as you guys know, I'm a theatre student, um, theatre major with Te Reo Māori major. So a lot of my stuff within theatre, I try to implement a lot of Māori tanga in there. However, because of the lecturers and the students who were in there who weren't quite diverse and oh well not diverse but necessarily um knowledgeable in te ao maori a lot of it couldn't happen um and a lot of it i've had to kind of like support and push forward and be the the anchor of all of those things which isn't necessarily too bad because if it wasn't for maori like if it wasn't maori who else would it be you know so i didn't mind being that person but sometimes you know people and i say this um within my uh play actually is when curiosity um, isn't satisfied it often causes a blur between boundaries you know people don't know the boundary between when they can ask for Maori stuff and when they can't um, most of the time it's all good you just have to give time and you've got to give us more time to consider whether we actually want to accept doing it or not yes you have a question sir no I don't oh no well then that's pretty much it so that's basically sums up my whole experience is like a lot of people love to do it but they don't necessarily have the means in order to implement it. So, which is sad because Te Māori is beautiful, which is why I'm trying to push that scene a lot. You're so entrenched in Te Māori, would you mm. say? Oh, um, oh. How do you see the future of Te Māori evolving in, oh. in Aotearoa? We're taking over the world, mate. We're like, and it's not necessarily because of what we're doing now. It's more of what can happen later on. So th what we're doing now is setting up a, a tuapapa foundation for our younger rangatahi to come up and take over. But um, I feel like uh, Māori are in a good space at the moment where we should have been years ago and we should have been like up in the ranks. And I think, you know, co-governance is the way to go and is the way that Aotearoa should be heading. Um, and with that in mind... As a queer myself, I will push Aurangatahi to get on that marae girl, do us karanga and all of that. So, yes, yes, that is that is what I envision for our future. Hold on. Um, I just, I, I know it's going to sound bad, but I'm just going to play devil's advocate right now. Oh, oh. So, a lot of Māori have been spouting the same words, oh, we're going to... We're gonna come back. We're gonna. We're different mm, now. We mm, ain't like how mm. it was before. And it feels like a lot of people have been seeing the same words for the past mm, seventy years. Mm. So, what do you think we're doing different now that we've learned from the previous generations to make our future better? I think we're actually putting those words into actions. For instance, Ihumata with um, you know the protest and everything. We're being a lot less lenient towards letting things slide. A bit more, so we're, we're telling no to people a lot more. We're not giving people access to our mātauranga as much. Mainly because, you know, when they access it, they're not using it for the right purposes. They're using it for their advantage on anything. Um, and also working with uh, certain companies and organisations that I've been with, I've pushed um, a lot of research into Māori engagement. 
So I've done a literature review in regards to um, Māori and Pacifica um, engagement out in the communities and stuff. And this is mainly for um, government agencies to recognise that we're easy to get to. You just need to make the first steps. So I think what we're, we're doing now is that we're basically not asking for that attention anymore. We're demanding it. Mm. We're, we're being more like, um, this should have happened yesterday. We should have had this a long time ago and we're not going to stop until we get it now because because it's what we deserve, basically. It's our mana whenua and our, our mana tangata on the line here and we're, we're putting that into our rangatahi as well. Mm. Fire. 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 That was some <laughs> blissful <laughs> mana kōrero from you. Um, I think we're going to get to the... Kind of the wind down, but mm, before no. that, um, I just want to know, we want to know, everyone wants to know what's next for Honey Berryman's endeavours, mm. either in mm. theatre or art or just general life. What's What What are the next steps for you? Right, as we've heard here on Tuturu, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yes. I'm, I'm actually, I've got to finish my teaching degree, mm-hmm. of postgraduate degree actually, um, diploma this year and after that i'm basically rolling with the punches Mm. i'm pretty sure that me and my partner will be moving um to wellington um next year uh to fulfill his job requirements and also you know it's it's so good for me to get out of waikato i think because i've been so bound to this place by choice by choice i love my whanau and i love this area so much but you know you never know what's out there unless Mm. you get out there so here i am going to go to a big city that you know i know nobody um so i think basically for me the next step is just to keep on keeping on mm. and um i got one more question just in regards to maori tanga um aye, aye. so as we see we got this beautiful book here from vincent o'malley from aye. 1800 to 2000 and i just want to ask what do you when the next edition of this comes out when it's for 20 what 2050 what do you mm. hope would have been changed or would have been done between now and then in the next for the first 50 years of the 2000s you know a lot of people talk about how like we want to be in power we want to have you know tangata ship like solidified and everything i want to see aotearoa living side by side with pakeha and not being an issue mm. with te reo maori being spoken and it not being an issue not just you know for racist reasons but mainly because um on their side, they just don't know how beautiful this culture really is. And I'd love for them to actually experience our side and everything. And for there to be in New Zealand where um, everybody respects and loves te reo Māori and respects all peoples, you know, it's it's uh, it's a bit of a pipe dream, I guess, a little mm. bit of a, a hope. But if we could work alongside Pākehā to decolonise both sides of our journeys, then I feel like mm. Aotearoa will truly and honestly be um, a, a great country in and of itself. And while we're talking about future hopes and dreams, what is one thing, or maybe two things, that you would say to your future Uri? Don't listen to your dad, number one. <laughs> 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 that I... <laughs> <laughs> I love you <laughs> so much, um, um, but mainly is 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 be confident because a lot of this could have like a lot of my journey could have started so much earlier if I was just confident in myself and I was quite a 
quite a to myself insecure little thing even though I was quite out there um all of that was was kind of um what's the word there is a word for that uh like a facade not a fa- oh it was real and I, I guess I've been I've been acting my whole life you could say is I had I always put on a character during all these other cool out there things that I've been doing and I would love for my tamariki my future uri to to just authentically be themselves from the beginning. Oh, right. So when you, it was manufactured uh, in a way. Yeah, ways. yeah. I kind of created these caricatures of myself and portrayed them in different aspects of my life. Mm. But for my tamariki, I want them to actually have the confidence to just be who they are and not be apologetic about it mm. and not be, um, you know, insecure or anything like that, which is hard for our tamariki. Mm. But if I can, and this is, I guess, for myself, if I can show them how strong I am, then they will see it firsthand that they can do it themselves as well. And for what? <laughs> you better do that too. Don't mess around <laughs> with these. <laughs> no, it's all good, Wade. Like, we just say yes to everything the kids want. Yeah, bro. we we obviously know who's going to be the fun parent. And <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I can be a fun mom. Who's going to be the one that buys the kids uh, alcohol whilst in Hawaii? Yeah. And who's the one that's going to be <laughs> telling them off? couldn't <laughs> treat this trip. Oh, fuck, did she? Oh, good boy. Just, oh, good. just don't tell her because I'll get a high. <laughs> well, uh, and, and, like uh, a good, and like a good Heine, it's time we've come to the end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we're just going to uh, begin rounding this off uh, with, uh, with our four main questions. So, Mr. Petira, take it away. Um, being the manawahine that you are, um, do you have any advice for any past or any current or future students coming through to the education scene, the work mm. scene, or the mm. art scene? Mm. Um, any words of wisdom to help them um, achieve and progress in their chosen fields of whatever they do? Aye, and I'm pretty sure this has been said by multiple people. Create friends. Create good friends and, and work together because a lot of people think that they have to take this journey on their own. You know, they have to tackle all of these studies and everything on their own. Trust me, we all do the same test, so we all know the struggle. And I'm sure that if you just get together, you can help each other out. Our next question here is, uh, what's your dream travel destination? Well, I've already been, but I'd love to go back to Hawaii. Scrap that, Japan. Yeah. <laughs> I was just I just remembered to our conversations about the anime, and I'd love to go check out Japan. When Japan exactly? Probably, you know, Probably Tokyo, probably just the main the main areas. But I actually I did a research in high school one time on Mount Fuji, and I'd actually be keen to check it out. So yes, those are my two dream destinations. Um, I kind of have a, an idea of what this might be, but what's your favorite um, game, uh, video mm. game, sports, mm. or anything that you can think of? I love Muay Thai. I love Wakaama, and in terms of video games, I actually. I, I and I've been told I've been a liar for this, but I, I jam Assassin's Creed yeah. quite a bit when I was younger, like all of them from uh one, two, three, um, Brotherhood, Unity, um, Black Flag, uh original Syndicate. Syndicate I didn't get to play Syndicate. Uh we had it, we had it, but my dad was really anti on us using it because he had like a few bros on it as well and he didn't want to lose any data or anything on it. And so I was sadly, because because I as soon as he got Assassin's Creed two, um, I I like took over the game basically. Which one was your favorite? <sighs> mm, 
I have two. One is Brotherhood and mm. one is Black Flag. Yep. Purely because pirates, fucking cool, yeah. mm. especially as assassins. But also um, Brotherhood because it, I don't know, it, it like went into the older age of um, Ezio, who was the mm. main guy in the in the storyline. Yeah, in two. So he was uh, brought back in Brotherhood in his older years and it was kind of cool. It was kind of like one of those nostalgia moments where you're like oh i played him as a child and now i get to play him as an adult mm. wow what a cool like experience wise so i think that's why brotherhood really stuck with me mm. did you ever get to play rogue i did sadness mm. that is that is ultimately sad so in rogue he actually kills one of the dads of a character in another assassin creed game mm. that you play and if you played rogue before you played that one oh this like as i did sadness yeah it's just a big flip. And now our yeah. final part, I, uh, you've been doing it throughout the whole show, but time to lay it down. Mm. Who are your shout outs? Okay. Mum, dad, shout yous out because yous are amazing Fano, All my siblings. So we'll just start from the start. Kanani, Kiara, Maluhia, Mariah, Delmania, Waimaria, love yous all. Absolutely. Gorgeous, gorgeous girls. Um, all underage except for Kanani. So <laughs> <laughs> just got to make that clear. Um, who else do I know? Obviously, um, Wade or Nikurima, my amazing, awesome, lovely partner who who has actually helped me to become the woman that I am today. Oh, um, shout out Nikurima. <laughs> to be honest, it's it's like, you know, without all that lovey-dovey shit, he's also really, really, really ho <laughs> Like, in the most loving way. Dude, got those brownie points, brother. Got you. <laughs> Um, shout out to to Pokemon once again. Um, shout out to now they all know who they are: Hika, Emily, Marty, Dexter. Love yous all. Can't wait to reconnect in Wellington. Um, and to all my friends that I haven't said because I'm pretty sure we've crunched for time, so I'm just gonna like end it there. And I love you all, Tenakoto. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. What a what an episode. Oh, what an episode. What an episode. A lot. A lot to go down, and yeah. I know if the people oh, like gosh. it, there may be a part two, eh? There may Ooh. be a part two. Mm. But, um, Mr. Pizzieta, I'm going to try and take this one away because I know last week I fucked it up. Uh, last so week? <laughs> yes, yes. For them last yes, week, yes, yes, for yes, us, yes. a couple of hours ago. Take it away, brother. You <laughs> so got I'm going to take it away. So, mm. I'm Crave. He's fine. fine. Steen's somewhere over there. <laughs> That's honey. Eh, tu, 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 t